Just want to reiterate a couple things this morning. First of all, Wednesday night, the Star of Bethlehem showing here at 6 o'clock. Wonderful documentary type thing spoken by a man who was a lawyer and got to questioning if the star was real and uh, found out that it was so. Uh, then Thursday night, our Christmas Eve service here at 7 o'clock. Just looking forward to those two services. I want to just encourage you to continue to remember Patty at the passing of Jack. You know, I don't. Uh, Jack was a great guy, and we're going to miss him, but I, I don't feel any regrets. I just feel joy for him, you know. And I, my, my thoughts were this morning as we started, uh, you know, who's going to read a scripture, and Lee took over. I don't believe in reincarnation, but... <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that's good. Um, also, I want to announce that after we're done here, maybe I shouldn't announce this until I'm done, I don't know. <laughs> There's candy downstairs for the kids. And uh, kids, just hang on. <laughs> Make sure your parents are all right with it, but uh, we do have candy downstairs for the kids. I want to reiterate, too, what Tara mentioned. I want to just thank Phil and Carol. I'm sure they're listening at home. And uh, just for all the beautiful decorations on the tables and uh, the beautiful setting that they provided for us. So thank you very much. Hallelujah. You know, I, I've just been thinking about this Christmas season and uh, you know, he came once. He was promised through the prophets, through many prophets, through the word of God. And he came, and that's what we celebrate. You know, but as was mentioned this morning, that was in a, all reality the beginning of his ministry to us, of God's ministry to us. You know, as we know in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son on the day of Christmas that we celebrate is, you know, what we're celebrating is the birth of the Christ, the coming of the Christ, the giving of the first Christmas present, I guess you could say. What a wonderful thing. But I just wanna, want you to start thinking about all the different people that were involved in this birth and their different reactions to the words of God. And then we're going to just take a look at some of the oddities maybe or maybe how it applies to us, you know, because sometimes I think we get to reading this and we're thinking, well, what, what does that have to do with me? But I wanted to share some things with you this morning. I think that will open your eyes to the significance of some of the, the writings here in Luke. We're, I'm going to be going out of Luke a little bit. I don't know if I'll read it or not because most of us are very familiar with it. But I want you just to begin to think about the people that were involved in this. We've, we've talked about Zechariah the father of John the Baptist, his mother Elizabeth, uh, being well-stricken in age, bearing a child by the promise of God. And I want you just to think about when Gabriel came to Zechariah, apparently Zechariah doubted. You know, and God said, well, or Gabriel said, you know, to let you know that what I've said is true, you're going to be dumb until the baby is born. And I want us to begin to think about this. You know, when God comes to us with a word, do we doubt? I'm loosen this a little bit. 
Think about Mary, on the other hand. When angel Gabriel came to her and said, you know, you're going to conceive, and she says, let it be unto me according to your word. She believed. What are we doing with the word that God gives us, that God speaks to us? Are we doubters? Are we believers? You know, we talk about signs. These signs shall follow them that believe. We need to be believers. Hallelujah. We see the word coming to Joseph. He believed. I want to just now begin to think about this journey that they took. I don't know how many of you know this, but uh, Nazareth, where they were at, to Bethlehem was about 75 miles. Women, how would you like to make that trip expecting a baby? How much has that cost us to serve Christ? Have you gone 75 miles expecting? <laughs> Not in a golf cart. I've got some questions about this doctrine, but... <laughs> but it, it, it's enjoyable. I love it. Uh, but I want you to think about this. You know, it costs them a whole lot more than what we realize. 75 miles on a donkey. I mean, I've never ridden a donkey. But I can just imagine they're a little bit bony-spined. You know, uh, I guess you can pile some pillows on there or whatever, but, but still, it can't be pleasant. But they, they did it because that's what they were required to do. But I want you to notice, this was in the purpose of God. Just think about this. There had never been a census taken before that I know of or that's recorded. All of a sudden, Caesar Augustus says, I need to know how many people I've got out there so I can tax the tax. So let's get a count. You know, and they had to go to Bethlehem because that's where Joseph was from. You know, so here we, we begin to see the purpose and plan of God be putting in mo be, being put in motion. So many little intricate things that took place. You know, we, we talk about the, there was no room for them in the inn. I think there was probably more than one inn in the town. I imagine Bethlehem had to be fairly large. I could be wrong. I don't know. And I want you to think about it. I kind of doubt that the stable was connected to the inn because if you've ever been in a stable, it's not the most pleasing smell. And if you've got people staying in your inn, I don't think you want that odor around. So I think it probably was not connected to the inn at all. You know, we, Like on the little play, you know, it talks about the innkeeper saying, well, I've got a stable over here. I don't think that's probably the case. I think they had to go find a stable someplace away from the city for the Christ to be born. You know, and the, the truth in this to me is, what room have you prepared for Christ? Do you have an inn prepared for him? Or is he out in the stable in your life? 
Just something to think about. Now I know in all reality this again was the purpose and plan of God that he was born in a stable and I want you to understand why. Because who did God come to to declare the birth of the Christ? Shepherds. <laughs> Where were shepherds welcome? In a stable. <laughs> That's the only place they were welcome. You know, I was reading and and it said, and I'm not, I don't know if this is true or not, but it makes sense to me. They were the lowliest of the lowly, shepherds were. They weren't even allowed to testify in court. They were so mistrusted. And yet God came to them. I don't know where you see yourself on the scale of sin or did see yourself on the scale of sin. But before I knew Christ, I was a shepherd. <laughs> I was the lowliest of the lowly. I had no true testimony of who God was. Had no idea who he was. But God came and spoke to me just as he came and spoke to you. And I want you to notice the reaction of the shepherds. They heard it. They didn't question it. They ran to the stable to see if those things which the angel had said were true. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with looking into the Word of God to make sure that what you're being taught is true and what the Spirit of God is telling you is true. You know, get confirmation. But we see these shepherds going immediately. They didn't wait a day or two. They took off and they went to the stable where the shepherd was. They saw him. They turned around and went home. No. They didn't. They began to go about Bethlehem and share that the Christ had been born. They had seen an angel that had told them that the Christ had been born and he was laying in a stable Wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know what it says the people said? Or talked about the people? They wondered about it. Now there's nothing in there that says anything to this, but to me, they weren't excited. They weren't stirred enough to even go look as far as what I can see. And here... Uh, supposedly, the Jewish people had been waiting for 400 years for the Christ. And he comes, and these lowly, dirty shepherds come and say, hey, we've seen the Christ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> if anybody you know any comic things we've seen, there's a video of people using Alexa. And it's old people using Alexa. And after they, Alexa tells them something, they go, I don't know about that. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we see, you know, these shepherds telling the people and the people wonder about it. You know, what good does wandering about something do? We need to get into it and see if it's true or not. We need to let ourselves, maybe not ourselves so much as our faith, 
begin to operate. Let's see if what God is saying or telling us is, is true. But we see these people, in all reality, not believing. We see the shepherds who are the lowliest of all. They're no good. But we believe God. <laughs> and we saw with our own eyes what God told us we would see because we believed Him. Now we're sharing with you so that you can believe. Yeah, well, maybe some other time. So often we do that with God's Word. We put it off. Maybe tomorrow I'll do that. You know, maybe in a week or two I'll do that. We'll see. When God speaks to our hearts, we need to move. And we see the shepherds doing that. Hallelujah. You know, I, I just was amazed too. After this was all done, you know, I mean, the, the shepherds returned to their flocks rejoicing. I, I doubt they ever forgot what happened to them that night. You know, I, I think back when I gave my heart to the Lord. I have not forgotten it. And I never will. Hallelujah. Now, they had the child. And within the next eight days, they had to take probably about a 15-mile walk to Jerusalem to get him christened or whatever. I don't know if it was his Jewish bar mitzvah. I, don't, I, thought that was, I think that's later in life. But anyway, they took him to the temple. The dedication, yes, thank you. And uh, there were a couple of people mentioned in the temple when he came. One was Simeon, a man of God, whom God had told him, you know, before you die, you're going to see the Christ. Hallelujah. And he just happened to be around the temple when they brought Jesus in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Another one of those perfect purposes of God. But I want you just to think about this. How did he know that Jesus was the Christ? It wasn't like Jesus, as he was packed around, there was a big halo glowing on his head. He knew the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God told him, this is the one. This is the one. Hallelujah. And he began to speak out about the greatness of what Jesus would become and what his life would do for the nation of Israel and what would happen to Mary because of her son's position in the kingdom of God. He had hardly gotten done prophesying over Jesus when a widow came in. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel. Now, she was an old lady. I want you to think about this. She'd lived a long life. She was over 100 years old. She, was, she had been or lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. So whenever she had married, she'd lived with a husband seven years after that. And she was now, or she was a widow of about 84 years. So she was 91 from this time to when she was married. I'm thinking she was probably a little over nine before she was married. So she was somewhere 
over 100. And she served God with prayer and fasting day and night in the temple. And she coming in the instant, in a sense that Simeon got done prophesying about Jesus, gave thanks likewise because the Lord revealed to her, this is him. This is him. I want you just to think about your life. Remember when God said to you, this is him, and you believed. Hallelujah. There's nothing better than believing. Accepting what God tells us and trusting his word. You know, we see the nation of Israel receiving their Messiah from God, but not really receiving him. God gave him, but they never took him. A few did. We've seen in this, you know, I don't know how many thousands of people were in Bethlehem, around that area. See a few shepherds, Simeon and Anna. You know, a number, a small number of people. Few there be that find him. Few there be that find the straight and narrow path. We've got to be aware of what God is doing in our lives and be awake to what he's doing. For some reason, the people's hearts had grown calloused. When the Christ had appeared, they did not even recognize it. The star that we talk about. It was so noticeable that thousands of miles away, wise men saw it. And they knew that the Bible, the scriptures had talked about the star of the Messiah. And they realized this is the one. And although they didn't show up at the stable like we learned on the film, <laughs> they did come. And it was a year and a half later or so. He was, I don't believe he was quite two years old when they found him, but they found him in a house. I want you to think about that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They found him in a house, but they believed. They believed what they'd heard, what they'd read, what they knew. So I want to encourage you today. Begin to believe what you know and begin to pursue it. Don't become calloused in waiting for the return of the Christ. He's coming. He promised to come again. Let's don't fall asleep so that when he comes, we miss him. You know, we were talking, I think it's what Lee read this morning, you know, that we've got to be awake. We've got to be ready. He will return. Hallelujah. And last of all, what place in your heart does he have? Have you put him out back in the stable? Or have you asked him right into the end, right into the best place for him? Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you for your word. Lord, I, I thank you that it's relevant today, just as relevant today as it was when uh, this all happened. I know it has new meaning to us probably more than what it did to them, but Father, our Christ has come, and he will return. But Lord, my thoughts today are, where is he in my life? Lord, have I not found room for him in my heart? Have I kicked him out into the stable where all the animals live, where all... All that which I don't desire to mess with is, I hope not. 
I believe not, Lord. I believe I've placed him where you desire him to be in my heart. So I want to just encourage all of you here this morning, find a place in your heart for Christ. Don't put him in the stable. That's not where he belongs. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Lord, may we humble our hearts before you this day, Lord, and continue to walk in your ways. Lord, with your words, your precepts set before our eyes, Hallelujah, Lord, and our minds set upon you and your ways. Lord, we love you, give you praise. Amen. Amen. Dismiss this morning.